Shalom to all. Today's office is Yumadaf Nun Vav. We are starting Nun Hamad Bey's four lines up from the bottom, the second to last word on the line. Now, we concluded yesterday with the statement that Rabbi Yehuda does not hold of Brera retroactive determination if it's going to be Matar and Isser. Now, the background is as follows Rabbi Yehuda had stated that in the Beis HaMikdash, there was not a separate shaifer for Kinan of Chayva, bird pairs that must be brought, out of fear that if one that placed the money in this box died before the carbon was brought, this money becomes Usser due to its status as Ma'is Chatas Shemesu Ba'aleha, money for Chatas whose owner died. Now, this Usser money will be all mixed up with the other money in the box, making it all Aser. So the suggestion made by the Gemara to prevent Asering all the money was to simply remove the amount of money that became Aser, say that Hover Hadavr Mafreya, the matter has now been retroactively determined that this money, which was just removed, is actually the money that's Aser, thereby permitting the rest of the money. It was then that the Gemara said that Rabbi Huda doesn't hold a Breira in such a scenario. So now the Gemara says, Minolan, how do we know that Rabbi Huda doesn't hold a Breira? Elim, if you want to say Mehadinan, it's from the following Mishnah, Halakechian ben Kusim, someone that buys wine from Kusim, Erev Shabbos Im Chashecha, it's Erev Shabbos right before it gets dark, and the Kusim were suspected of not taking off proper Trumas and Maestras, and this fellow doesn't have any Kalim to empty some of the wine into as Truman and Meister, but he needs this wine for Shabbos, and as the Mishnah said, it's right before Shabbos, and there's no time to go about looking for a Kli. So what does he do? Aimed Va'aymer, he stands up and he says, Shnei Lugim Shani Asil Hafresh, the two Lugim that I will eventually separate, Harehin Truma, those should be Truma, Nonvalfam and Alpha on the top, Asara Maestro Rishain, Ten Lugim are Maestro Rishain, Tisha Maestro Shani, Nine Lugim in here are Maestro Shani, Umechal Vashaisamiyad, and then he's Mechal Maestro Shani, and he could drink it right away. Divir Abmeir, that's our mayor's opinion. Over here, we clearly see that Brera is being employed because once he does get Kalim and empties the wine into the Kalim, we're going to say, Hover Hadar Lafreya has been retroactively determined that this wine that was just emptied, that was really always the Truma, and therefore, whatever he drank, that was not the Truma or Meiser. Known for one on the top, Rabbi Hudra, Rabbi Yesi, Rabbi Shemin, Eisrin, they Aser, Alma, and Brera. We see that they do not hold of Brera, so maybe this is the source that Rabbi Huda says in Brera. But now the Gemara says, Mimai, who says that's the source? Delmashani Hassan, perhaps that case is different. Kidiktani Taima. We already taught a reason. Amru Lailer Abmeir, they told Abmeir, Yatamai the Shemi Abaka Anoid, don't you agree that perhaps this barrel of wine is going to break? Venimsa Shoset Valm Lafreya. It's going to turn out that he drank Tavalim Lafreya. Because if this barrel of wine breaks before he's able to take off Truman Meiser, that means that everything that was previously drunk was actually Tavel and was not Meisered or Trumad. And therefore, you're going to run into an issue. So why do you allow him to do this on Shabbos? Va'amr Lahemin, Rav Meir told him, Lachshayabaka, when it breaks, I'll worry about it. But until then, I'm not going to worry about it. So we don't necessarily have a raya from this case, the Rebbe Huda holds Ain Brera. It could be the Rebbe Huda holds Yesh Brera. It's just that he's afraid the barrel's going to break. So the Gemara says, Elam Ditani Ayah, it's from what Ayah had taught. Ditani Ayah, Ayah taught the following Brisa. Rebbe Huda Aymer, Ain Adam Masnal Shnei Dvarm Ke'achot, a person cannot make a stipulation on two things like one. El Im Bachach El Mizrach, Eruv El Mizrach, Lemayrev, Eruv El Mayrev. He is able to make a stipulation if the Chacham comes from the east, so then his Erev is going to be to the east. If the Chacham comes from the west, his Erev is going to be to the west. Avalakan Ulakan Lai. But if a Chacham is going to be coming from this side and from that side, He's not allowed to make the stipulation. Now, we need a little bit of a background. We know that on Shabbos, a person is limited to walking 2,000 amas from his Makam Shvisa, the place where he's considered to be living for Shabbos. For our purposes, let's say that's his house. Now, we also know that one can change his Makam Shvisa by placing food somewhere else. This food is called his Erev, showing that he wants to be kind of Shvisa where his food is, enabling him to walk 2,000 amas from that point. In essence, allowing him to walk more than 2,000 amas from his house. Now, important to note, wherever his Erev is located, namely at the onset of Shabbos, that's where his Makam Shvisa is. So this Baraisa discusses the scenario that a Chacham was coming to town on Shabbos, but he would be in an area outside of this fellow's 2,000 Amma range. This fellow wanted to meet him, but was unsure of which direction the Chacham was coming from, and therefore unsure of where to place his Erev. So he may place two Erevin down, one to the west and the other to the east, and stipulate, if the Chacham comes from the west, then I want that one to be my Erev, and if he comes from the east, then I want that one to be my Erev. However, if two Chachamim are coming, one from the east and the other to the west,
the West, and he is unsure of which one he wants to meet. He may not say, whichever Erev I shall choose, that's my real Erev, because then he has to use Brera for this. The only way for this Erev to be valid is by saying, Hover Hadavr Mafreya, the matter has now been retroactively determined that he really only wanted this Erev during Banish Mashas. So now back to the Gemara, Bavino Banu was asked on that, What's the difference that when two Chachamim are coming, one from this side, one from the other side, that we do not allow him to make this stipulation to Ein Brera, because we say Ein Brera, even when there's only one Chacham coming, and we don't know if he's coming from the Mizrach or from the Mayrav, we should also say Ein Brera. Rabbi Yechanan, Rabbi Yechanan answered, no, Shekvar Chacham. It's a case of Kvar Chacham. It's referring to the scenario that the Chacham actually had arrived prior to Shabbos, and therefore the direction this fellow needed to place his Erev was very clear. He just simply didn't know where the Chacham was. His stipulation with his two Erevin doesn't employ Brera at all, because there's no doubt regarding his intentions. He knows that the Chacham is here, he only wants to be kind of Shvisa in the direction of the Chacham. So here we have a source that Rabbi Huda holds Ein Brera. And now the Gemara continues. Now that we're saying, according to Rabbi Huda, Ein Brera, and that's the reason why he said that there's no shaifa for kingdom of Chaiva. And Haksiva Isla, he holds this far of Ksiva, meaning he holds that writing on something is sufficient enough to prevent someone from mixing up two things. This was discussed on the previous daf in connection with the opinion of Rabbi Huda that we began today's daf with. And Rabbi Yosef was of the opinion that Rabbi Huda does not think that simply writing on something is going to prevent a mix up. Now Rabbi Yosef used this to explain why Rabbi Huda holds there isn't a special box for Kinnam of Chayva, because even if it was clearly written on the box what it's for, Rabbi Huda is still afraid that a mix-up might happen, and that's also why in our Mishnah, Rabbi Huda said there was only one gold stand to hold the blood on Yom Kippur, because if there was two, then the blood of the par and the sire might get mixed up. Now, the Gemara had proved Rabbi Yosef wrong by quoting a Mishnah in Shkallim, which stated very clearly that the Shifers and the Beis HaMikdash had writing on them, delineating which boxes for what. So that's why the Gemara is saying now, Haksiva Isle, the Rabbi Huda does hold of Ksiva, he holds that it's valid and it's sufficient enough to prevent a mix-up. So therefore the Gemara asks Yom Kippurim Nami, even on Yom Kippur also, Navit Shreve Nechtav Elayu, Yehuda, we should make two separate stands and write on them. One of them is for the par and one of them is for the sa'ir. Why does Rabbi Yehuda hold there's only one gold stand? So the Gemara answers me, because of the weakness of the Kayin Gadol, he's doing the Abad Yom Kippur all by himself and he's fasting, it's very difficult, he's not going to be paying attention and it's going to be difficult for him to realize which one is which and that's why we don't write names on them because it's not going to help in this particular situation. Because if we don't say that, so Blake Siva Nami, even without writing on it, we have a way that the Kayan Gadol could technically differentiate between the bloods, the blood of the Pyre, there's a lot of blood, and the blood of the Sire, there's only a little bit. So we technically should be able to differentiate between them that way, and and if you're going to say, no, there's actually the same amount of blood in the vessel, because he doesn't catch all of the blood of the Pyre, that can't be, because the one that checks has to catch all of the blood of the Pyre in the vessel. says in the Pasuk, and all the blood of the par has to be poured on the east side of the Mizbech. And if you want to suggest that perhaps some of the blood spilled out, so there's actually an even amount of blood, and that's why the Kayan Gadol is not going to be able to determine which one is which. The blood of the sire is Chior, it's a pale red, and the one of the par is a deep red, and so we could differentiate very easily between the bloods. So why don't we say that there should be two stands? Because he's weak, he's fasting, he's doing that all by himself, he's not going to be paying attention, so Hachanami, so too over here, because of the weakness of the Kayin Gadol, he's not going to pay attention. So in this particular scenario, writing on this different stands is not going to help for this situation.
situation. However, in other scenarios, Rabbi Huda does hold that writing on something is sufficient enough to prevent a mix-up. And here we have a story. There was someone that went down in front of Rava, meaning he was davening for the Amun in front of Rava on Yom Kippur. And when the Chazm was saying the part of Chazar Sashat, talking about the Avayda, the Kohen Gadol on Yom Kippur, Omar, he said as follows, that the Kohen Gadol left and put the blood on the second golden stand that was in the Hechel. And then the Chazm said, He took the Dam of the Par, and then he put down the Dam of the Sire. So Amr Lay, Rava told the Chazm, You just said one statement like the Rabbanon, which is that he put it down on the second stand. That's like the Rabbanon, that there's two stands. And the other statement you made was like Rabbi Huda. You said that he took one blood and then put down the other one, implying that there was only one stand. Amo, what you really should say is he put down the Dam of the Sar and then took the Dam of the Par. And this is clearly like Shitas Chachamim, that there was two different stands, so he was able to have both of them in a stand and then pick up one of them that he wanted. We're going to stop here for the day. Everyone should have a wonderful day.